I just want to start from the outset to say that any decision we make today may change tomorrow. In order to have the best expert advice, we have commissioned... Supercoach 360. <laughs> the time's going up. It's recording. And now, ladies and gentlemen, time for the show. Mate, 100%. We need to find out why they think it's okay to say anything. It's certainly one of the greatest challenges in the history of the game. That's what they want to try and do. Megastar to megastar! In this regard, we're leaving every option on the table. Excellent. Oh, was that, that was something special! You know what? Uh, that's not talent. Oh. Supercoach 360! The best way to handle these things is to stay measured, stay calm, you know, live your life as normal. Unless we start finding it off the people... Who actually just do it? it makes a little ordinary life feel a little bit better for that moment. Makes sure. Supercoach 360 podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to. Oh, Hi everyone, welcome to a special Wednesday edition of uh, Supercoach 360 podcast. I'm joined here by Timio, Rossman, and Bergs. We're just going to give a little bit of additional details, I suppose, on the week to come. And how it's going to pan out in our opinions. So, fellas, Roscoe, if you'd like to kick us off, mate, the floor is yours. All right. So, we're going to go through some buy, hold, and sells for this week. Um, and so, the first one is Nico Hines, who's 744-300, halfback, fullback, as we know. He went up 60K roughly last week, but still has a break even of 12, so he's got plenty of cash to make. Um, with a projected price rise of 68K. Now, the next three games are Knights, Tigers and Storm. Do you guys think that he's still worth jumping on? I I personally am jumping. Sorry, Timbo. I personally am jumping on this weekend. I'm sacrificing Cleary and I'm going with Hines because I think he can match Cleary this year. I see a lot of stats very similar in the way that they approach the game. So, I like Hines. I'll get Cleary at a later date, I guess. Timmy? Yeah, look, I brought him in last week, sold Turbo, uh, kept the cash and brought in Nico. Uh, look, the guy's averaging 99 over his last three his three games so far this season. We all obviously talked about him in the off-season and in the lead-up to the first couple of rounds with regards to his position and and how he was going to go, going from fullback to, to halves. Uh, but obviously, he, he's answered all the critics. He's whacked out the best part of three tons in a row. And you can't ask much more when everybody else is is struggling to get 60 and 70 and he's just whacked out three tonnes. Yeah, I, I kind of regret not starting him. I thought it was going to take a while to transition to that 5'8 position, but um, it's just a half position. But he's certainly shown me that he's, he's yeah, he's been fantastic for them, I've got to say. So he's their main, main ball maker. He's their goal kicker. So, um, yeah, I kind of regret it, but I'm... I'm going to pass him for now, but just because I've got other fish to fry first. I can see him. I can see him uh, even doing well against Melbourne, seeing as he knows the structures and ins and outs and the weaknesses of the blokes around him there. So he could be. He could be one of them guys you get and hold for the rest of the year. Hmm. Great. No, I, think I think he definitely yeah. is. I don't think money's a factor with Nick. I think he's get him in and keep him and rotate him between half and fullback as you need him. Yep. Yep. All right. So next one's Cam Munster. Um, six about six fifty k. Um, played two games so far, so no price rises yet. He's averaging about ninety eight uh, at the moment. Has a break even of twelve and a projected price rise of fifty eight k. Next three games are Bulldogs, Raiders, and Sharks. Now I started with Munster. Pretty happy with it. 
especially after <laughs> last week. Except for I missed the lockout and missed out on captaining him, but um, he's been great. He's off the drink. He looks a much better and fitter player. And mate, I'm expecting him to be the highest averaging five eight this year by a country mile. To be honest with you, what do you guys think? Spot on, man. To be honest, I think um, with getting off the drink, we've seen it in years gone by with other players when they get off the drink and dedicate their life to footy, then their footy goes up a level. And he's always been shit hot as a mess. You know what I mean? Imagine how good he's going to be after some, you know, bit of life change. So, yeah, get him. Get him. Oh, I think he'll be like the Nathan Cleary of the halfbacks last year. He'll be that far ahead of all the other five eights. So it won't be funny. You need to have him. Is it a jump on now situation or can you wait or? Well, I think it's a jump on. He's played two games. You're going to miss out on a better 60K price rise if you don't get it on him this week. I don't think it's too late. I don't think it's too late, but you're looking at about over 700K if you don't get on him this week. Well, that's it. I think if you wait a month or so, you'll be looking at paying over 800,000 for him. And then you're going to have the fact that he's going to be sitting on your bench for a few games for Origin and stuff too. So, yeah. That's where, for me, me, like I've I've got dill bags at the moment and – I mean, I can move things around with my trades this week. Um, I, at the moment, I'm looking at bringing in Cleary. Uh, we just talked off air before about the pros and cons of that. Um, look, for me personally, I'm, I'm looking at Cleary, but I could just as easily go perhaps um, and move Hines out of fullback where I've got him at the moment up into the halves. Uh, but, I mean, I've got Dillbag sitting in 5'8". I could look at... at dumping one of the cheapies uh, with the joys of having all the cash left over from Turbo last week, from selling Turbo. So I can dump one of the cheapies uh, like Ilias and go Ilias straight up to Munster or, or someone like that. So it, there's a few things to toss up. At the moment, I'm pretty happy with Dylan Brown banging out 100 last week myself. Um, and I don't see the need to sell him just yet uh, in, in, in sw- swapping with Munster. I think it's a bit of a pod play while everyone else is going Mots- Munster. It's probably a good thing for me to have um, Dylan Brown. And a lot cheaper too, obviously, as well. So, yeah. All right, so the next one's Taylor May. Obviously, he's um, only played one game so far, priced at 252.500, scored 106 in his um, only game so far, scored three tries. Um, And I think he set one up as well for Targo as well. Um, So he has a break-even at the moment of minus 55. Um, Just looked really, really good. Um, next three games of South Bulldogs and Broncos, so a bit of a mixed bag. But I think with Cleary coming back this week, I think they'll only improve his game and I'm expecting some decent scores out of him the next few weeks. But obviously you don't have to jump on this week, but I am. So what about you how, guys' how, thoughts on that? How worried about uh, his job security are you, Roscoe? Not, because Toe is out for a minimum six weeks. But do you think he retains... I think he can. I think he can take staying spot, to be honest He's with you. He's definitely a better player. Oh, there's no doubt about that. But for some reason, they, they, they're in love with Stain. So <laughs> I don't know, mate. But look, if if he doesn't hold his spot, then he'll have made plenty of cash by then and it'll be a simple upgrade in six weeks' time anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Super coach side. If Penrith want to remain competitive, they have to put their best... 17 on the park, and Charlie Staines is not that. Sorry, but he's a second grader. 
at the moment. And he gets in, he gets in there, and he's not afraid to go after the ball either. Gets in there, the dummy half makes those runs, doesn't just stay on his wing like Stones does too. So, yeah, yeah. Um, he seems to have a bit more size and a bit more football announce about himself too. Like when he gets into a sticky situation, he doesn't just put his head down and run like Stones does. He'll put a grubber in or a pass or something like that. He's got variety to his game. Mm. Tim? I'm all for it myself. My question is, with the way that I'm looking at possibly doing trades this week, is it worth a third trade to bring him in? Like a downgrade from Amone or a downgrade from Bullymore to Tyler May? Obviously, the other guys are losing cash or not racking up much of a score. Is it worth for the sake of, I've used five trades so far, um, yeah, using another three this week, which obviously we would all love to save trades, but while well, we've got to try and make cash, yeah, is it is it worth a third trade? It basically means I can bring in him, I can bring in Grant, and I can bring in um, uh, Nathan Cleary. Get rid of. If I think if it means I think if it means that you're going to be able to upgrade two guns elsewhere, then yes. Like if you need the cash to do it, definitely. But if it's not going to, you know, if you don't need the cash to upgrade. Uh, the other guys, then I wouldn't be doing it this week, especially they're playing South as well. So, look, I think it's not a must this week, but if it's going to fund your cash to get those upgrades elsewhere, then definitely. Yeah, I think I was yeah. three $3,400 short of, uh, of bringing in Cleary and Grant, quite simply because Marnie and Sam Walker dropped so much cash last week. Yeah. That was the I was fourteen hundred yeah. short of bringing in Cleary and Munster because Kiri and whatever screwed me over too. So, I love it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> next next one's another one. I wish I jumped on. I'm still contemplating it. Is Bo Firma, um, four hundred thirty nine seven hundred second row CTW jewel. Um, well done to those who started with him because he's already made I think about sixty k this yeah. week already. Um, he's obviously taken that lethal left edge off um, David Fafita, who was absolutely lethal there last year. Um, does rely on attacking stats, so his base isn't too great. I think he only bases about probably 50, which isn't probably that great for 80 minutes. Seven in, in round one. Yeah. Um, and next three games are Tigers, Eels and Manly, so it's a bit of a mixed bag. But he has a break even of minus 26, so he's still got plenty of cash to make. Um, I'm still contemplating jumping on him this week, but I've got other stuff to fix and I'm not really keen on yeah. using the boost yet. Um, but it's, yeah, I'm not too sure yet, but he's not in my, it's something I'm looking at. But what about for you guys? I'm an owner, I started with him. Um, <laughs> so, I, but no, I saw, well, in his last two years, every time he's given opportunities, he's always looked well, unless playing centre. Gets jammed yeah. in and plugged the centre hole, which in saying that didn't look shit, just doesn't score well. So we always knew Bo Firma had it in him. Um, getting plugged on that left edge has been a godsend to him, but because if he was out on that right, um, don't get me wrong, I still I still feel he'd be scoring what Fafita does just because he'd go looking for a bit of work. Um, just to do that, he's that kind of player, you know what I mean? So no, like Ross said, his base is terrible. Yeah, but I think not, he, he would have more of a go if he was on the right, not getting that fed that good ball. <laughs> yeah. The question, right. question is, though, like he, he's, yeah. he's on that left side where they do seem to go all the time. 
So it's that age-old question, are tries or try assists or last touches, is that almost becoming part of uh, part of his base stats because it's the stuff that's just happening every week. It's the same as what Angus used to be. It's the same as what uh, Boyd Courtney used to be. It's their base, uh, base isn't ginormous, but at the same time, it becomes a regular part of their game. I, I feel he's going to model last year's Tupanua. Tupanua coming out, scored a few tries early, busted it out, made a shitload of cash, average so good. And then it started to plateau for him. The attacking stats dried up. Mm. And I can see a similar thing happening to Bo Fermor. But like Roscoe said, good, good on the ones who have jumped on board because they're going to benefit from it. But I just don't feel he can sustain those attacking stats that regularly. Oh, yeah, look, it, it all depends. I mean, yeah, with if he's staying on that left edge, who knows? But um, anyway, well, yeah, as I said, well done to those who jumped on. Um, last one's Brad Schneider. Um, 188-700, um, only played the two games. He's averaging 62 at the moment, but he has a break-even of minus 66. Still surprised to not see him in the top five buys for this round because he's only in 38% of teams, which surprises me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a bit surprised by that. I started with him. Um, you guys all on Snyder as well? Yeah. 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 Let, let, let me tell you, though, I did, did see a few people sold him when he got the COVID. Mm. So that, I thought that was madness in, in itself. Um, bloke who's definitely going to make 400K, let's say. Well, just, if you watched, just a, if you watched how he a, played in that first game, like it was just, it's like he'd been there for years. Uh, he certainly didn't certainly didn't look like a kid, and like we're in our podmasters chat and everything else, and we're saying, "Where the hell have the Raiders been keeping this bloke? They've been playing all these halfwits in the halves, and uh, and buying other halves, and and they've had this bloke all along. Why has he not been getting game time?" Yeah, they've had blokes like Sam. They've had like Sam, what is it, Sam Williams, and they've had Matt Frawley there. So, but he, I'm just having a look at his stats now. So five thousand one hundred and thirty six have traded him in this week, um, and. Don't know why, but sixty six percent have traded him out. <laughs> nah, surely, surely that's the theory or sixty six like people, sixty six people, not sixty six percent. Oh, I can't say. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, yeah. So, um, but that's an interesting one. But um, definitely, if you haven't got him, get him in. That's all I can say. So, absolutely, yeah. it's he's going to make friends out of It's a no brainer. He's a perfect swap if you don't want to wait for the slow burn of Ilias or. You got stuck with Hastings up there or something like that. He's the perfect, perfect hole plugger for the seven. I'm projected to make about seventy k too, which is good. So, well, yeah. and, that, and that's with a twenty eight. So, mm. if he gets a fifty, it's going to be a lot more than that. But I wouldn't be trading out Ilias. I think he's best mm. is yet to come. I yeah. think there's going to be some good points coming from Ilias very soon. South draw is going to free up in the next couple of rounds, and things are things will start to get a bit more. That that's it's why good that's why I've got to think long and hard about whether because um, Sam Walker's draw looks pretty juicy for the next few weeks too. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's sort of really hard to work out what to do with Cleary. While I've got the cash sitting there, you, you don't want to miss the boat. Um, it's mm-hmm. a great pod play to bring him in early when nobody else can afford him, uh, but at the same time, you don't want to don't want to chop your arms and legs off before you need to either. Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, yeah, I think with Ilias, I think it's just getting those combinations right. I mean, he hasn't played alongside 
Yeah. Um, Cody Walker, before you've got Latrell, he's only been back for a game as well or two. So once they get those combos going, their draw softens up. Um, yeah, I'm just going to hang on to him for now, see what happens. All right, so if we're going to go on holds now, now I've got Turbo down as a hold. Okay, this it could be a bit controversial because he has a, he could, he's going to lose a bucket load more cash. So he lost 173K last week, has a break even of 240 and projected to lose another 121K. Um, I just think with his next three games, I think he's a hold against the Raiders, Knights and Titans. Um, but I certainly wouldn't put against anyone for selling him, if, especially if you're going to fit, get rid of him and bank up some cash to bring in, say, Cleary and Hines or someone like that. What do you guys think? I, oh, I, well, I, I said last night, I'm, I'm highly torn on this one. I, I was all hold, hold, hold last week. But then against the Bulldogs, <laughs> and 72. And now a lot more price rises, or price drops to come. Maybe second think it, and I think I'd sell too, Ross. Uh, I'd, I would not hold, sorry, I'd sell now. Well, people have got his number. People have got his number. There's video on him. Dogs, if the dogs can do it, nearly anyone can do it. Um, it's up to now him to change his game, evolve his game, probably use his wingers or something. Um, it's not I think it's Sorry, Jack. It's the Manly team. Yeah. They're playing shit. He's yeah, got no platform to play off the back of, so he can't do turbo things without some kind of platform. You know as what, good as he is? A couple of times last year when they were on the back foot, he would just take that bellow and run from the fucking try line and he'd, he'd bust through three or four forwards. I haven't seen him really even attempt that much this year. Um, he sort of just... Not as keen as he was last year. I don't know if he's saving himself for the back end or whatever, but he just I'll just, say, I'll just say two things on turbo. The six again rule with no yeah. quick tap inside your half and also um, they're dry, they're, they're dry track bullies, manly. They really are. Like If they get him on a dry track at Brookie or something like that, then he'll. I'm expecting some big scores out of him, but obviously those conditions weren't great against the Bulldogs the other night. So it doesn't no. really help. So, yeah, what about you, Timmy? Yeah, mate, I was, gonna say, I was going to say exactly the same thing. I sold him last week because I didn't want to hemorrhage the cash, but the six again changes killed him. Um, and I think it's going to affect a lot of the fullbacks. Um, okay. Just as the season progresses, I think getting those six, eight, 10, 12, whatever tackles in a row on defensive lines, They uh, some of those big boys just get carved up, real, carved up really quickly and they're obviously not having that this year. So I think that's the, the biggest thing that's going to change him. He's going to have to change his game or Manly's going to have to change their game plan because him coming out from his uh, from their try line and just trying to run through the middle of defence, it's just not working. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, so we'll go to the cells now. The first one I've got is Stefano. Obviously, he's out injured, out for 10 weeks. Um, so he's six definitely... Eight, I think I read today. What's that? Sorry. Six to eight, I think I read today. Okay. Still a sell, though. Definitely yeah, a sell. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll move on to the next one because there's not really much to talk about. The next one's Mitch Barnett. Obviously, I think he's only got about 780 owners, but obviously six weeks suspended for a brain snap. Um, so obviously, he's a sell as well. <laughs> Um, he, he, he'll be fun to watch, but two weeks after he returns, he'll be under four hundred thousand dollars and probably good for a buy pickup. Yeah, 
Ready. I know, I, I know you guys. I know you guys discussed this on the pod last night, but um, I think Brody Jones has got to be a de- decent option this week too, or the next couple of weeks as well. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'll I'm be jumping on. Yeah, I'm jumping on. I'm jumping on. I'm, I'm just jumping on. I'm doing it this week too. Ooh. Um, going early. I, I think it's. I think it's the only way I can bring Munster in. I yeah, need. Yeah, I need enough. to start. Alisi Katoa, um, Amone. So with um with a hooker and three middle four middle forwards, um, wouldn't you expect him to probably play close to eighty or if not eighty, right? Yeah, I think he plays eighty. I do yeah. too. Yeah. All right. Next one is Tad Talatai Amone, who we just spoke about two eighty three three hundred dual five eight C he's he's CTW has been very disappointing this year. I mean I was I was I think a lot of a lot of people we started him because he was cheap yeah. um and had the dual position. I was impressed with what I saw from him last year, but this year's just been really, really terrible. He's his score three so far in the three games has been 23, 49 and 17. He just hasn't delivered this year. So for me He's definitely a sell if you can. It's, I mean, you don't have to, but I think he's a sell to downgrade to Taylor May or an upgrade to, say, a Bo Firma or something if you've got the cash. So you guys agree on that? or? Yeah, 100%. All right. So next one is Selwyn Cobbo. Now, <laughs> I've tra- I traded him in a couple of weeks ago thinking he was going to come, he was going to get bags and tries, but he's been another one that's been very disappointing. 307-500 in his three games so far. He's got 43, 20, and 22. Obviously, another downgrade to Taylor May. You guys own it all as well or selling? What do you think? I've I've got him. I've got him. I started with him. I'm holding. No, no, no. Not looking at him at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I'm holding on. I'm not yeah. to. I had him at the start of the year, and then Reynolds got the COVID, so I pulled him out. And then so far, he's played his best game without Reynolds being in the team. The mm. Broncos just looked the same old rabble as seasons past. Unfortunately, the Reynolds effect seems to have no holding at the moment. Until that changes, I can't see anyone being relevant. Yeah, I'm going to hang on to him for. I'm going to hang on to him for now because I'm going to sell Amone instead because I just think that Cobo's, Cobo's obviously got more upside than what. Yeah, um, Amone's got so absolutely. Yeah, I hold him, but um, yeah, you were going to say who was going to say something, Burks? Um, no. <laughs> well, you can you can definitely see the potential there in Cobo. Like, absolutely. there's yeah. there's super coach points galore around him, but the Broncos just got to get it right inside him before you can benefit on that. Unfortunately, and it's just not happening at the moment. Well, it's the same like it's the same with the next bloke that we're that we're going to talk about for a sell, which is Katoni Staggs. Um, Three ninety eight, two hundred. Well, what can I say? I mean, another one to flop. He's been so disappointing. Dropped thirty five k last week. I think between him and Cobo, I think they've made a, a terrible amount of mistakes the last couple of games, like errors galore. Um, and he has a break even of fifty nine. Projected to lose another sixteen k. And his score so far of 23, 32, and 36. It's obviously another downgrade or upgrade option for him as well. That'd be fun. Yeah. Worth seems to be the man for Brisbane in the centres. Yeah. Um, what an effort. He just got effort all over him, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I, like, I like Herbie if, 
if you wanted to go sideways, if you wanted to stay Brisbane, but I'd be definitely getting rid of both Stags and Cobo if I was owners. Well, I think he ran the ball about four times last week, Stags, and that's just not enough for a centre. Well, let's, they were good runs. You've got to remember, he's coming back from major surgery. They were. There was one good run. Yeah. And then yeah, there wasn't was much run. seen from him apart from after the rest of the game. I mean, as a Cobo owner too, it's frustrating too because I'm finding he doesn't like to pass the ball either, which is also frustrating. So, As a, as a Broncos member being at the games and watching it like 10 feet in front of you, oh, my God, you want to run out there and just just give the bloke an ear bashing. And I like I really like both players. Because um, I think they've got yeah. massive potential, but yeah. geez, it's frustrating to watch when Stags is taking it himself and just bypasses everybody else and makes a mistake. So it's tough, yeah. but I'm sure they'll work it out. They will click eventually. I think they will. I mean, you've got yeah. you've got a couple of guys like Kate Bull and Reynolds that are new to the club. You've got to give it some time to get those combinations right. Mm. So I think they'll come good for sure, but. That's all I've got for buys, holding sells. Do you guys have any one that you wanted to throw in there that you think might that I might have missed? No, I think I think I think your buys this week um, you covered pretty good. Like you want Munster if you can get him. You also oh Harry Grant too if you can get him. If you don't have I, him, you want. Yeah, I, I had I wasn't going to mention him only because he only played one game. I mean, I, I just on Harry Grant. I just want to say I've seen some. Weird trades to Harry Grant this week too because a lot of people upgrading Damien Cook to Grant, which I find odd because I think Cook's got more upside than Grant, to be honest with you. He's got a lot more higher scores. Um, so, I don't know. Do you guys agree? Like, would you upgrade Cook to Grant? 101% every day of the week. Yeah? Con, con hates Cook. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd, certainly uh, prefer, I'd certainly prefer to have Harry Grant, I think I think his upside is much better than Cooks at the moment, and much better than Cooks has been for the last two years, um, mm. or close enough to it. But yeah, look, I'm I'm going Marnie this week up to Grant, and I wanted to do it last week, and just obviously it didn't work. My question is though, what do cheese owners do, or with cheese pumping out the big scores as well? Is he still viable? Is he a pod to Grant? Um, if you can, hey, look, if I had the cash to bring in both this week, which I do, is it a viable option bringing in both? Is one going to chew into the other? Uh, is is Cheese going to play more in the middle with as a 13? What, what's going to happen? I think that they're going to make a late switch. I have the feeling they're going to make a late switch, and I've got a feeling Cheese is going to start Locke and Smith and Grant's going to come off the bench. That's what I think. If and if that doesn't happen, start hooker, you mean? That, 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 yeah, Smith start hook, cheese start hook at hooker. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, and if not, I think still think Grant won't play any minutes. I still think Cheese will take probably twenty minutes off him or something like that. And that I can't imagine that's a good thing for Josh King. Then it's um, I'd imagine his minutes will go down a little bit. No, I think I think he'll getting... still get about sixty minutes because I'm expect I think he'll move into the middle because he's a, he's a he can play front in the middle too. So I still expect... yeah. yeah, if Harry's getting the spell, that works out great for King. Mm, definitely, yeah. No, I think I think it's highly viable that you could own Munster, Puppenhausen, Hughes, Smith, and Grant, mm, and be comfortable owning all five of them. Oh, I think Smith will easily be in top three back rows of the year and Grant and Smith will be the top two hookers by the end of the year. And Cheese doesn't buy option. 
Yeah, hundred percent bonus. All right, so we've got a few minutes left. So we'll go. What we'll do now, we'll go through our VC and C choices for this week. So for me, I'm going to VC for feeder against the Tigers, and I'm going to see um, Cam Munster. Con, oh, I'm very similar to you. I'm VC and Dave Feeder at the moment. Gregory could change it to Nico Hines. Who knows? Um, and I'm going to captain Puppy instead of Munster. It's obviously, they're both, and Grant are good options, but now I'm going to go to Pups this week. Birds. Mm. I'm both firm all. Um, against the Tigers, he could score three tries, boys. Um, sorry, Tigers supporters. I feel so bad for the Tigers supporters. No, you don't. I, I do. <laughs> I mean, I'm a Bulldog supporter, I know. Not just not as long and hard as you, you know. Um well, not as many. We're actually a year before you and haven't won one since. But uh, my captain then, yeah, same as you, Pappenhausen. I think them against the dogs should just fucking score 50 points, probably. Come here. Uh, VC, Fifi, and captain, depending on my trades, captain will either be Nico Hines or uh, or probably Harry Grant. Quick you're question. Run, you're not gonna run, not gonna run with Cleary. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. I was gonna say, you if, I, if, I, if I bring Cleary in, if I bring Cleary in, I'm probably gonna have to. Um, That's probably yeah. a major point option. It will be a balls to the wall play uh, after my turbo start to the season. Sitting back in, hey, well, I mean, I went up another nearly ten thousand this week to forty something. Um, so yeah, I can only well, go that, up that, sixty thousand. That's something I wanted to ask you, Timbo. We we starting with tech, turbo. And him being Fluffing. so subpar at the start of the year and losing so much cash so quick. Yeah. Are you worried the same thing's going to repeat itself when you start with Cleary? Well, that, that is my concern. Back? And that's exactly my concern. And and as we sort of had a quick chat off air, instead of bringing in Cleary, I could make two pretty big updates um, by updating two blokes that are 280-odd or 230-odd and all of a sudden they can turn into 500K players and still bring in Grant as well. So... It's um, it's just what I've got to weigh up, and and as the week progresses, I'm sure more information will come out about how fit everyone really is, and I'll, yeah. I'll make some key decisions tomorrow afternoon. But it's right. I've got a chase, and if that means bringing yeah. in Cleary a week before everybody else does, or sometimes three weeks before everybody else gets their finances sorted, it could pay off. Absolutely. All right. Sure. All right. All so right. just before just before we finish up, I just want to run through some of the top five traded in and traded out for this week. Now, there's a couple of doozies here for me. Um, James Tedesco, 2,249 trading him out this week. With the Roosters draw coming up, I don't care if you're upgrading him to Nico Hines. For me, that is ludicrous. What do you guys think? You agree? 101%. Bonkers. Yep. Okay. Um, So going into trade-in, Cam Murray. Now, I don't hate this move, but I feel like it's chasing points from last week. We've got about 5,000 who have traded him in this week. Uh, what do you guys think? Goodbye or is it, or is it chasing? They've obviously gone the sideways trade from Angus Crichton to there. That's the only explanation I have for that. They they want to try and maintain some level. He's not scoring 120s every week, but... Yeah. No, that all. They've started with the midi like a Sean Lane. Yeah. And they just want to get the fuck out of his, get him out of their team. And Cam Murray's the best option, I suppose, this week. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, last one I want to go touch on is I feel like this is also chasing too is Thomas Dearden. Um, got nearly 5,000 trading him in this week. Now, obviously, he pumped out 100 last week. Yes, the Cowboys are playing really well at the moment, but I'm dead set expecting the Roosters to turn up this week. And I wouldn't say, I don't think it's going to be a flogging, but I just think it's a crazy trade. I mean, he's already made 70K, sorry, he made 90K last week. So he's made a fair chunk of his money already. Um, do you guys agree that it's a it's a crazy trade? Crazy. Oh, I do. Yeah. Let's see what he's like after the Roosters. I mean, he's got a negative break even at 24, so he's still going to make money. But for me, it just seems, yeah, I don't understand it. But That's it. The, 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 I think the Roosters will touch him up personally. And if they hold him to a 30 or 40, he'll make, yeah, 20K this week. But then his mm. break even is going to be high as shit. After that, 109 rolls out of his rolling average. Yeah. All right. Anything else you guys want to quickly talk about? We've got we've only That's got about 30 seconds left. So. No, I think, think we covered everything. That's about Please. it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you for your time and thank you for tuning into another three. 360-